and welcome to Didian Hawthorne and the In-Between, your place for everything reading and language related. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz. Now bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Bonjour et bienvenue to notre podcast. Today, I am going to talk about my first month of French study. That's right, after becoming fluent in German, I have decided to move on to French. Okay, wir sollten eine Pause machen. Ich suche jetzt Graduatenschulen in Deutschland. Also habe ich nächste Schritte für mein Deutsch. Bitte machen Sie keine Sorgen. In other words, I haven't given up on my German, German lovers out there, quite the opposite. This episode will detail what I have learned thus far, including excerpts of me pronouncing French in my terrible beginner's drawl. If you speak French, please help me. And also how I plan to continue moving forward with the language on my own. Bonjour, je m'appelle Mackenzie. J'ai les cheveux châtains et les yeux gris. Je viens de USA. Whether you are learning a language for fun, for school, for work, whatever the case may be, whenever you do learn that language, the first thing you have to cover are the four musts. Reading, writing, speaking, and listening. These core skills should, in my opinion, be developed alongside each other so that your communicative abilities are balanced. Also, you should be exposing yourself to many different accents early on in your language learning process because that variety is going to lead you to have a good collection of mental representations of the sounds in that language. And those mental representations, in turn, will grace you in the departments of speaking, listening, reading, and writing later on. These are all tips that I have gained as either a linguist or as an English as a second language tutor, as a German tutor. Uh, over the years, teaching has taught me a lot in terms of how people learn languages best and what the best approaches are when it comes to especially learning a language on your own. You have to have a really good internal motivation, you have to really want and love that language, um, and you also have to understand how you study, how you work, what are the best situations in which you approach the language, learn with the language, etc. In terms of what I have been doing with my French study, I've been starting by increasing my vocabulary on Duolingo, getting familiar with the language and how it is structured, what all these apostrophes are up to, etc. I also got a short story French workbook written by Richards and Simcott that I've been diving into not only to increase my momentum with the language with these small wins of finishing each short chapter, but also to help improve my speech while I'm still learning the language largely alone. Elle a gagné les doigts d'un année. Elle, elle va gagner les doigts d'un année. Cet enfant ne s'appartenait sa langue. Cet enfant ne cet enfant cet enfant cet enfant ne s'appartenait sa langue. Cet enfant ne s'appartenait sa langue. Tenait sa langue. Qui va à la chasse perd sa place. Qui va à la chasse perd sa place. 
Alright, as you can tell, I'm deep into my Duolingo study for today. I don't do Duolingo every day, but I do do it consistently. And whether you're following the two-day rule, which is don't miss two days in a row, whether you're following some other kind of rule, um, I find that I do it on days that I really want to and I get up and I have this uh, need <laughs> to just learn some more French. So um, I haven't been following a strict rule with it, but I have been having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I am deep, like I said, into my practice for today and I am having a lot of trouble with the nasality of French, as I'll talk about I'm sure later in the episode. I'm also having a lot of trouble with the French R, um, like bonjour, bonjour, is that right? I think it's like, I think I know what the R is doing and how it feels and like what it is in the IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet uh, that we learn as linguists, but I am not completely sure. And I'm waiting for the episode of Coffee Break French that's going to illuminate this for me and like help me be able to pronounce the R's better. Uh, so looking forward to that. Um, in terms of how my daily practice looks, I'll choose one of the skills and go over it. I don't spend hours on French a day, unfortunately. I did spend hours a day on German when I was learning it, but I'm going a slower approach for the French just because I don't know when I'll be able to travel to France yet. Um, and I have presumably more time to dig into it and really like learn different accents and different styles of it uh, this time around. Um, I had to do all of that, the stylistic, the accent, delving into <laughs> later in my German experience. Um, so while I did have a lot of accent exposure early on when I was learning German uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, ended up doing a lot more investigation into it uh, much later in my speaking journey. So I'm doing a lot of that to start with French. Um, I looked up a bunch of French YouTubers. I have a link down in the description for all of that. I think it's just helpful to go down the list and see what kind of people you could relate to. Uh, lots of my favorite German YouTubers like Malvana and uh, Kelly Mrs. Vlog, they are just, <laughs> number one, deeply hilarious. Uh, and I love their style, but I also feel like I can connect with them. And when you're emotionally invested in someone's career and their journey, um, especially on YouTube, then you're going to be more likely to want to understand <laughs> what they're saying to a deep extent. So um, that would be my recommendation in terms of looking at these YouTubers, find people who you are really, you find yourself invested in. Um, and that way you'll want to really dig into and learn what they're actually saying, how they're saying it, what their accent is like. I have sought some help at this point from friends who speak fluent or near fluent French, but I have also been listening to an old friend, as I mentioned, Coffee Break French. I learned a lot of German with Coffee Break German. I will not uh, skimp and scam there. I listen to it like every day for months. <laughs> and I've also, as I mentioned, been listening to some YouTube clips so that I can get better used to different accents and how to move from the beautiful fricative sounds of German to the beautiful nasal sounds of French. 
Alright, this is an excerpt from the Richards and Simcott short stories in French book for beginners. I've been reading lots of these uh, lately. This is my favorite exercise to do, so I will say in terms of my balanced approach method, I have been going a little heavy on the reading lately, if I can do a self-analysis there, <laughs> but I really, really enjoy this book. I really enjoy the exercises and trying to get all the questions right at the end. Um, everything's in French, so that's also incredibly helpful for me. I like the immersion method. I would go to France if I could, but unfortunately the situation is such that I will not be going to France right now. So anyway, page three. Uh, this is a short story called La Ratatouille Folle. Um, la préparation. Uh, and I'm gonna read like midway through the page. Je m'appelle Daniel. J'ai 24 ans. Julie et Monsieur, nous vivons dans la même maison à Londres. Julie a 23 ans. Nos parents se appellent Arthur et Claire. Nous préparons notre voyage en France où nous serons étudiants en échange international. Nous apprenons les français et nous avons déjà beaucoup appris. So, as you can see, I'm getting there with the pronunciation. It's uh, incredibly foreign to me. I think a lot of what has helped, um, or maybe hurt in some ways, is that there are French adapted words into German and you say them with a French accent. Um, so, so, like portmanteau is a word um, that I just said in an incredibly American accent, but you get my meaning. It's adopted words from French into German, so a lot of those help. What has been hurting is my Spanish background. I studied Spanish in school. I never really was passionate about it, unfortunately, so I just have a lot of holdups with language learning in general that come from the amount that I learned in Spanish that I just really haven't used or employed. Like the word international, is that like my German pronunciation? Is that coming from Spanish? Like who knows? Um, things that have helped though with the genders, I'm pretty used to the gender part at this point, so I think that as long as <laughs> there's going to be conflicting genders, I'm sure, between German and French, but as long as I can keep those two pools separate, I think I should be okay in my writing. Now, in terms of how I'm going to continue, of course I'm going to continue the vocab on Duolingo. I think it's not really um, the end-all be-all of language learning tools, but I do think that it's extraordinarily helpful if you use it wisely. Same with apps like Elsa Speak, if you know uh, that English pronunciation app. They're just tools. They should be used in conjunction with either a tutor, a classroom, some sort of professional, because the technology itself is not perfect <laughs> in the sense that when I did my Elsa Speak test, I uh, am a fluent English speaker, obviously, and I put my pronunciation into this language learning app and it gave me like a 69% <laughs> and it was telling me I had to work on all these things. 
So it's just to say that everything I mentioned today are tools. They're to be used intentionally, not just willy-nilly thinking, oh my gosh, if I do Duolingo or if I read this book for 30 days, I'm going to be completely fluent. That's not how it works. You've got to give your brain uh, the time and the energy to not only adjust, but to understand that this language is something that's important to you and your brain is going to actually rewire itself accordingly to be more adaptive and predisposed to this new skill. So I will continue with Duolingo. I will continue reading this book. I've had lots of fun with both so far. I will continue and probably uh, try to find YouTube channels that are more... Uh, skill appropriate. So either YouTube channels focusing on pronunciation or YouTube channels focusing on like beginning skills or cultural aspects. I try not to listen to YouTube channels that involve lots of English. Um, I just think that you should ideally look at this new language as an expansion of your repertory. So in other words, when I learned German, I wasn't like, English is a separate pool of vocabulary than German. <laughs> I really I really thought of it like German is an expansion of my English. And in that way, French is an expansion of the language, uh, the language that I already know and the languages I already speak. So I'm not thinking of it like French is totally separate with some things like the articles, as I mentioned. Yes, maybe they're going to have to be a little bit like categorized, but in terms of how I look at vocabulary and learning the language, I look at it from an adventure mindset and from an exploratory mindset, from a mindset that doesn't ignore or block my backgrounds with English and German. So in that way, I don't want English in my podcasts really or my YouTube channels. I want um, I want resources that are going to completely adapt me into this mode of learning the, the next language. Copy Break French, as I, met, I mentioned, super amazing series of podcasts. There's Coffee Break Spanish, Coffee Break Italian, Coffee Break German, which I loved. And I really am enjoying Coffee Break French. I would seriously uh, recommend it. It's linked down below, as are all of these uh, different resources. Uh, I'm going to be speaking a lot more with friends as I move on. And I do have friends. Uh, I studied in Quebec for the summer one time. So I, thankfully, I do have friends and professors who speak French. It's just a matter of getting my ability up to the level of being able to have a meaningful conversation with people. Um, I have been doing a lot of writing and sort of reading back and figuring out what I'm writing in order to make up for the deficit in my speech practice at this point. Uh, but I am looking maybe in another month or so to incorporating some chats with friends and just trying to allow them to help me and give me their expertise in that regard. Also, I am looking for a language class, whether this will be at Northwestern, at college, whether this will be in the summer of some, of some kind, um, whether this will be online. I could do the community college route. I could... Uh, do another intensive study. I could do something like Middlebury. All of these things are in my mind. Uh, ideally, I would love to go to France and to just sort of immerse myself. I wouldn't want to go to a big city like Paris. I would love to go to a countryside school, little something a little bit more homegrown in that sense. 
So I am looking for some sort of language course to eventually adapt. Uh, I don't want to do like an A1 absolute beginner beginner level course so that's why I'm working pretty intently and consistently like I said on the French before I look for those options. Alright that is all from me today. I hope you liked this sort of interesting revision on my learning in 24 hours series. I definitely want to redo my Korean episode just because I want to speak more and interact more with Korean in the next episode I do on it, so look out for that. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you learned something valuable. If you enjoyed the episode and would like to hear more from us, we've done everything from Shakespeare to Dracula. There really is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website at relevanceofliterature.com under the ongoing series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes, as well as any current goings-on of our show. If you are looking for even more content, we also have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash relevanceofliterature. Thank you so much for your support, and we'll see you next time.